Welcome to Mr. Cack and Me. We're back with Andy. Uh, and this week we're going to be talking maybe a little bit about some illegal stuff. But hey, that, that just kind of happens sometimes on Mr. Cack and Me. So sit back and enjoy. Here we go. All right. <laughs> just, just does things, man. Yeah, it sounds like a totally Andy move. That's fine. He just, just does things. I mean, if that's the life you are you are in, in possession of and or at least working towards Andy, I support you. But do know that eventually someone may enter your life and be like, I think that guy might have been in the mob at some point. That, that guy right there, he's in the mob. Yep. He's he's connected or he's killed someone that was connected and has buried them where they will never be found. He made euros out of that bastard and he, <laughs> he got addicted to making euros. He makes a real good euro. And here we are. Ten years what? later, he's still slinging euros. I mean, that's an interesting food choice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I love euro. I don't like the dill sauce, though. We're getting off in the weeds. We are. But, you know, sometimes that happens, right? Yeah. Try to think of, we'll see. Typically, I try to figure out if there's anything that, like, weirds you out or if you have any anxieties or anything like that. Do you have uh, road rage? You I, seem super chill. I'm pretty chill. Uh, I came up with the, uh, the what kind of ghost would you be? Oh, yes. Trevor did ask me that. Go-tos. But, I mean, I, it's one that I don't have an answer to. So, I, I don't know what kind of ghost I'd be. I think it would depend on what kind of mood I was in, like mm-hmm. the day that I died. It's fair. Uh, I don't know, but I'd probably be a pretty chill ghost that just, I don't know, went around and scared dogs or something like that. Like, Whoo! but then be- pet, him, pet him, make him, make him, make him be nice. It's nice. It's fair. We could be like a, the Beetlejuice ghost and just kind of like you're dead and now you're just living your life again until a family moves into your house. <laughs> That's always weird. It's just like Alec Baldwin and I forget her name. They died, and then their ghostly afterlife is they just go back to their house. That just... was uh, who's the uh, who is that? Oh gosh, that's gonna drive me crazy. That she was in. Uh, There's no crying in baseball. What's that movie? Yes. Oh gosh. Um, uh, Davis. A league of, league of her own. Oh league my gosh. What Gina? is her name? Is it Gina Davis? Gina Davis, something like that. Well, uh, hopefully, yeah. I mean, hopefully there's fun. not a movie buff out there that's going to be like, that's incorrect. Do you have a Monica that can do some fact checking for us? I don't. I said fact checking. I, I meant fact. Well, 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 now, Andy, you can't, you might not be able to tell. Yes. I got plenty of fat checked below the, <laughs> below the camera. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's there. It's accounted for. We're good. <laughs> do you like sports? Uh... What kind of sport are you talking? Oh, any sports. I was never a really big fan of sports until I moved down here to Arkansas, and I was pretty much immediately told, oh, by the way, you're going to be an Arkansas Razorbacks fan now. Kind of like a cult, yeah. We'll see. Because (laughs) I went to school at uh, Missouri State, and, you know, they had a football team, allegedly, but (laughs) I didn't know about it whenever I was there. So It's fair. You know, I came from a place where sports was not the thing and came down here and sports is obviously the thing. And, uh, you know, so I'm kind of by by proxy. Like, I'll do the I'll do the woo pig every now and again, but I'm not going to raise my hands all the way up. Uh, Sometimes I do, though. Uh, To be fair, to be fair, most uh, there's people that don't understand the woo pig and they've been they've been an Arkansan and a Razorback yeah. fan all their life. But it's like yeah. three, it's three and like sometimes in the stadiums, people just can't get on the same page. So you have like uh, uh, four yeah. c- 
conflicting Wu Pig Sui's happening at once. It's it's an ordeal. You gotta you gotta get unified. You gotta have a ringleader that says, "Okay, here we go," and then you do the thing. And then it's three times. You gotta do it the three times. The first two, you have the same go hogs, and then 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 the last one, that third one, you end that differently. Or Wu Pig Sui wants to add a little vibrato to it. Oh, Razorbacks. Well, I don't think we went to the same sporting events, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think I'd be more in tune. Like maybe you could throw that in for like the basketball games. That's me. Go sports ball. We're gonna get them today. So are you from Missouri? Yep. Hey, I, a little I used, town called Kabul, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. I used to to work at the University of Missouri, so I spent. An occasional trip back to Arkansas, and I would travel through through the like the Lebanon area to then come down south uh, yep. before crossing over in like the Neosha Joplin yep. area. I'm familiar with all those towns you've named. Yay! No, <laughs> no, that's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've gotten I've broke down in the wonderful Ozark, Missouri. Well. My car, the I, the alternator died in Ozark, but I was able to somehow get into Springfield before Ozark, Missouri. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very ironic that it's like, oh, this is how I die. I in, know, right? In the yeah, Missouri version of my Arkansas hometown. Because <laughs> I knew about Ozark, Missouri, and then when Trevor tells me, oh, I'm from Ozark, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Really? You're from Missouri too? <laughs> and she was like, no. What do you know? And that's when I realized there was an Ozark, Arkansas as well. It became a pretty sick passion. Like, at first, it started out kind of grating to my ears at Mizzou when I would introduce myself places. And, like, like Ozark, Missouri? I'm like, no, yep. no, not that one. And then yep. after a while, it's just like, all right, this is fun. I'm just going to dick with people. And just, like, I'll say it. And maybe I'll never clarify it. Um, but, that I mean, you got to have fun doing what you do. Uh, you really emphasize the Arkansas. Like, I'm from Ozark, Arkansas. Thank I'm from Ozark, Arkansas. And that offends everyone. And that just offends everyone. But okay, so not a big sports ball fan. Are you a big TV movie lover? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll watch what, some TV. What's your what's your what's your go to TV when you when you when you feel the hankering for it? Man, we me and my wife will sit down and just blaze through some Housewives. You know that. The, the real housewives? The real housewives of whatever city you've got. Mm, mostly no. mostly New Jersey. People are shocked to hear that about me, but look, see, I'm, I, I live my own life over here. You, you got to. You got to. I See, I would be more shocked if, like, the last, how long have me and Stephanie been? 11 years? 8 years mm -hmm. married. Um, if, if, if most of my TV watching hadn't been, like, sister wives... Oh, 90 yeah. day fiance <laughs> all of them and, and and i did i did get a a i did actually enjoy and i think i might have told trevor this yeah i did because i made it the title of one of our episodes um that i used to watch bachelor in paradise and i feel like it started out ironically because like the females uh that were on my my housing staff they would be like watching it during training when it was just us in the buildings like the students weren't on campus yet it was just the ras and like me and they would start watching it in the lounges as kind of like this little bonding with the, the females. And like, hey, you know, if you want to come up there, you watch it, you can. Like, mm, that doesn't sound fun, but like, screw it. Like, I don't have anything else going on. And this was before my wife moved up to Missouri to join me. She was still finishing grad school down at uh, UCA. 
I'm like, screw it. Like, I don't got anything else to do. Let's, you know, hey, let's let's watch this. Watching TV is like the most adventurous thing I feel like doing. So let's, I'll go up to the third floor and watch. And they, they had that on. And I'm like, okay, you'll have to catch me up right quick. Because I understand Bachelor. I understand Bachelorette. Why are contestants of both now on this island and trying to find love with one another? And no. they, ex- they explained the whole incestuous part of this program to me. Because Stacy and Jordan went out on a date, but Jordan likes Candace more than he likes Stacy. But Rob's over here, and he's like, "I like both of them, so I'll take whatever you guys don't want." And then they all get super drunk and make terrible decisions, and it's amazing to watch. It really is. It really is. I had a favorite. Her name was Ashley I, and she was pure insanity. Oh, yeah. uh, and I really appreciate that in a character. Trevor said that we need to do everything in our power to get you on Survivor. Do you agree uh, or disagree with that statement? Uh, you know, that'd be fun, but it'd have to be somewhere, like, and not super hot. I, I get kind of cranky whenever I get hot and, mm. like, just sweaty and sticky. And I feel like I'd just be like, this is, this, sorry, guys, this is not for me. Oh, by the way, here's all my idols that I have <laughs> found that you guys were all missing. <laughs> I mean, you could go the route, like, I always remember the very first Survivor when when the one guy was just like, all right, my strategy is I'm going to get naked. Yeah, get naked, Richard. Yeah, it's just like, that's a weird strategy. He's just kind of sassy and naked, but like, it worked. I ain't <laughs> paying taxes. I'm not going to do either one. Get out I'm, of my way. I'm winning this thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we can Rudy. make you a, if we can make you a sassy naked dude, Andy, I'm now on board with this. I don't know if you want to play that part. Do they do Survivor in cold weather? It seems like everywhere they go is like a, a tropical oh, see, that's, humidity hellhole. That's a uh, something I hadn't thought about. If I'm going to play this thing naked, I don't want to be where it's cold. Yeah, I don't even know if fully closed you want to go to some of these isolated places that are cold. I feel like there's probably more chance of dying in that than there is some of these weird little jungle islands that they kind of secure and taper off and everything. <laughs> hey, I mean, there's... <laughs> Where there's people just living on the other side of the island. It's just like, yeah. we already live here. What are you doing? Where's my million dollars? I've been here for 12 yeah, I've years. I've been living here. <laughs> there is a lot of, like, when you stop and think about some of these shows, like, how is this a thing? <laughs> like, yeah. how is this? Uh, Naked and Afraid is the most ridiculous show on TV. It's just, hey, go hang out with your dick and balls out, and hopefully you won't get a thorn in one of those. But yeah. somebody always ends up getting just ate up by bugs and just cutting their foot on something. And gosh, this sounds like a nightmare to me. No thanks. Doesn't sound good. I also don't like any of the... I mean, I watch them, but I don't like any of the dating games and stuff like that. I just... I used to watch a lot of Dance Moms, not by choice at first, but then there was like a secret love passion for like... For me, it's always like the, why are you still in this dance troupe? Your children are being mistreated. All of the people involved are horrible outside of the children. Uh, There is no amount of money that you could earn from this intolerable yelling lady that should suffice for you keeping your child in this environment. But then it's also like, well, that's what's on camera. I'm sure like the rest of the time she's more decent of a human being than that. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. She's not. She's okay. not. She's a terrible person on and off camera. Well, she did go to jail. She did go to jail. All right. It's all about control for some people. And they can control these kids because guess what? They've got a kid that they couldn't control. And oh. that kid's got a tattoo now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Think and about that, was, that. 
And that was my first curse word for the episode. <laughs> nice! Yeah. yeah! No, I think on Mr. Kack and me, I've been... Well, no, because I, I had my wife record a couple episodes with me. And she's not a big cursor. And you uh, just cursed her out. Whenever uh, she something up, and you just let her have it. Well, I mean, like when I when I do curse, there's always like this like moment where it's like Christopher, and it's like you can't get on, you can't get on to me. I'm 34. I'm a man. I'll do what I want. Like I'm an adult now. I can say curse words. I still remember the the band aid rip off moment where I said shit in front of my mom, and it's just like, oh, like oh, like. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I was in my 20s, and it was just like one of those moments. Like, all right, let's process this. I'm an adult. <laughs> it's okay. She can't. She can't ground me. I'll just go back to wherever I'm currently living. She's like, "Well, your your leftovers you're taking home just got cut in half, Mister." <laughs> uh, and then I find out that pretty much everyone curses when uh, the older I get. Yeah. Like, oh, my dad does say a lot of curse words, huh? Yep. My mom well, does have dirty mouth. Hmm. My mom doesn't, but my dad will let one fly every now and then. They yeah, my were, mom, my mom really they were pretty either. buttoned down, pretty tight whenever I was growing up. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear a lot of that. My dad God, less buttoned a, down. Ooh, that'll open your eyes. Yeah, my my dad was less buttoned down with some of his language choices, but he was a bit of a drinker and a bit of an angry young lad, and it just oh yeah, what happens? Happen. Yeah, now I sit there and think about like, all right. I can't say these words in front of my four-year-old because she is repeating everything and yep. she idolizes me for no damn reason. Like, I was just yep. like, it's like children are such a terrifying, terrifying reminder of like how flawed as a human I realize I am. They're, they're a terrifying little sponge. Like, oh no, I don't want you, I want you saying this the way I said it. Like, they're like, like, I love you, daddy, because you're my superhero. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, oh. I'm, I'm the villain. <laughs> like, just go find something more wholesome. <laughs> you just go into a dark room and you're like, my credit score is shit. <laughs> what, what am I doing with my life? I Sorry. need to be this little girl's hero right now. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte. Daddy's blood pressure is too high to be your hero right now. <laughs> uh, daddy needs medicine. I can't be your hero. I've had too much sodium today. Not now. <laughs> you don't understand, Charlotte. When Daddy was when Daddy was eighteen, he peed <laughs> in a in, outside of the country club or something random. Just something that like sits in my mind every now and then that pops up. It's like, hey, you remember that one time you were just the most awful sack of shit in your life? And it's like, yeah, I do. That's oh yeah. That's yeah. a terrifying reminder of all the interesting choices I've made throughout my life. Yeah. And it never is just like a solid thing. It's just like, all right. Sit down, watching The Office with Stephanie, about to go to bed, all of a sudden in my mind. You remember that one time in 1995 when you made this decision and it's the thing that you regret the most from 1995? It's like, <laughs> I do. I do remember that. All right. I'm never sleeping again. <laughs> Not I until I can... I pop up whenever we were having a drunken conversation about being arrested. Uh, there were a couple people at the table talking and I was like, oh yeah, I got arrested in Mexico one time. And they were like, what? <laughs> so I had to tell a story about how I got arrested in Mexico because I made a bad decision mm -hmm. and I, you know, had to deal with it. So do you want I to hear the story? I was about to say, I feel like this is the perfect time to then follow up with that. But it's also okay. like a perfect time for if we wanted to do a cliffhanger. Oh. And then I, and then I force you to come back on this show because like... Well, Andy, you remember how you dropped the teaser and it's like the Chekhov's gun. We can't incorporate 
a drunken arrest story and there not be a drunken arrest story. That's a horrific way of doing any kind of writing. All right. Or we but can tell it now. Or we can tell it now. Here's the thing, though. Maybe I forgot it. Yeah, let's go ahead and tell it now, then, Andy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I was in the Navy down in, uh, we were doing a Goodwill visit down in Mazatlan, Mexico. And we basically, for going down there, unless you had what they call duty that day, like you had to watch on the boat, like you had to be somewhere on the boat, you were pretty much free to leave. So me and a couple of buddies went out and uh, after like 10 o'clock, the bars all pretty well opened down there. And we found this bar with saddles for bar stools. And we thought it was the coolest thing ever. So we went there first thing in the morning started drinking pretty hard and walked out going down the street to the next bar. And there was these, uh, a couple girls walking down the street. Uh, one was dressed, uh, pretty enticingly, I guess you will say, we'll say that. Uh, and I was drunk enough that I made a horrible decision and I smacked her on the butt as I walked by. It's a terrible call. You don't want to ever do that. And I've had, uh, horrible nightmares about what a terrible person I was back then. So before you get calls about this, I realized I was an asshole that day and a bad person. So I just want to say that. Well, I, I think, I think the good thing is I am very understanding that if you can admit when things were done poorly, I think, I think you should be entitled to a bit of salvation in that moment. I right? would hope so. Because yeah. I feel like I've climbed a lot of hills since then. <laughs> I'm, I'm a better person. Now. I'll tell you that. But 20-year-old Andy was kind of a dickhead. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, so we kept on walking down the street, and she flags down this uh, police truck. It was a four-wheel drive pickup truck, like a Dodge pickup truck. Four-wheel drive lifted, uh, lifted up a little bit. And she was, like, pointing at, at me, like, oh. hey, that guy just uh, pretty much assaulted me. And uh, so one of my buddies is like, uh, Frisbee, you better probably get out of here. And I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> so I ducked into this little cantina thing and like right into the bathroom and was like, just kind of back in there hanging out, waiting for the, you know, waiting for it to cool off a little bit. <laughs> and I could see into the kitchen and the cook is like, boop, pointing right at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you son of a gun. So I go to walk out of the bathroom and uh, the Policia grabs me and kind of takes me on the street and we kind of go out there and I'm like a foot taller than everybody around me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, very nice about it. Cause I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. You got me. Let's go. So we're standing there at the back of the truck and they're rattling off in uh, Spanish. And I didn't know a bit of Spanish back then. And this very nice, uh, very short girl comes out of the crowd and she's like, excuse me, do you know what they're saying to you? And I was like, no, I got no idea. You want to, let me in on the thing and she was like they're about to take you to jail and i was like oh <laughs> that sucks and but i was still pretty drunk so i was like all right yeah let's go and they handed me my my id back and was like get up in the truck so i hopped up in the truck and my buddy scott that was there with me scott carey he was a whole tech with me he's like well you're not going alone so he jumps up <laughs> in the truck and the two cops were like uh Sure, I guess. And they slam the tailgate. We're just sitting on the back of the truck. And they jump in. And we started driving to jail. 
And so we get to this, uh, like a traffic jam where all, all the cars are stopped in front of us. And I can see over the back of the truck up like maybe a hundred yards. And there's this yellow Volkswagen Beetle trying to turn around like on the drive or on the sidewalk, like trying to turn his car yeah. around. So these two cops get out of the truck and start walking up the sidewalk and they get a ways up there. And I turned to Scott and I was like, Hey, let's get the heck out of here. <laughs> So we jumped out of the back of the truck and sprinted to the boat and got on the boat. And I didn't get off the boat again for the whole time. We were there. <laughs> so this I is a, this is, this, this is Mr. Kakami with Andy fugitive from Mexico. This is how to not make bad decisions. I've made all the bad decisions. So come to me for your advice. <laughs> you know, well, you know, advice line. Uh, you know, I'm not going to disagree. You did make a bad decision. Your friend, however, I think made more of a questionable, like a super great friend move, right? <laughs> but like, I don't know if he fully understood what he was signing up for. He didn't know the arresting rest. himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, here you are, and yes, no, Andy. I think I th I would like to say that. Well, I hope all of us are are better or at least more mature people since our twenties. You gotta like, learn something every day. Yeah, there you, there you that, go. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, 20, 20 year old me would not survive the life that thirty four year old me is currently living, <laughs> because twenty four year old me is not ready for anything that's going on at this day and age of Chris Cagle's <laughs> ah, life. You're a, you're a hardened man. Oh. Well, well, uh, I'm still very fallible, man. But I would like to say, yeah, that I've learned a, I've learned a bit over. <laughs> Over this last decade that hopefully has made me somewhat closer of a better person. Right? Yeah, yeah right? sure. Yeah. Yeah. I never went to Mexico, though, so maybe that's my one saving grace. Well, Mexico's, that's where a lot of good things happen, but a lot of bad decisions. That's fair. All right, well, Andy, I think this is our time on Mr. Cack and Me. I would love to have you back on, and I think... I am definitely now very interested to see what would happen if I had you and Trevor at the same time. Oh man. I, I think, I, I think know. I'm, I, so, so like I, I've now become very, I'm like, listen, it was actually like super fun doing this episode with my wife. And yeah. now I want to see what it looks like. From... Your wife sounds so sweet. I listened to that episode. She it's it's like the drugs. It's, it's the drugs in her system. Yeah. <laughs> She's, yep. She's actually a horrible person. Uh, definitely a spawn of some form of, of demon or something. Oh, good. A devil woman. Then. That's good. <laughs> the, the souls that have been sacrificed are what makes her sound so... No, she's she's yeah. one of those people that like gets that weird question of like, why are you so happy? Which yep. is legitimately the weirdest question you could ask someone that is happy. It's like, why are you so happy? Be shitty like me. What do you got to smile about over there, <laughs> smiling Joe? Why aren't you? Why aren't you miserable like the rest of us? Mm -hmm. No, she's just she just tries to find like all the the good wholesome things in life. Uh, but then she married me, and I'm a constant reminder of like I'm worthless. Life is life is a disappointment. <laughs> like. Wow. Everything I touch turns to turds, and it's just you know it is. No, so it's been a Chris, good balance. We don't, we don't talk like that on this show now. Well, Andy, I think I think sometimes we do. We're going to turn that frown upside down. Well, then the blood will rush to the top of my head and into my brain, and I may pass out, Andy. 
Oh, you're making this so hard right now. <laughs> I feel like that's a good ending spot. That's what she said, as Michael Scott from The Office would say. Uh, and this has been Mr. Jack and me. Uh, see y'all next week. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs>